Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, where I'll be your life guide. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of my podcast entitled, Stop Wandering Through Life When You Can Lead a More Intentional and Happier Life. Now, I had multiple podcast topics dancing around in my head, but was unable to settle on one until I fell into this topic the other day. I was reading an article on, of all things, a study that stated 95% of people have a tendency to act like sheep. Following a crowd as if they didn't possess a reasoning mind, which is not something I'll be discussing today, but plan to cover in the future. However, in this article, the author also shared something quite interesting that I want to focus on today that can help you lead a happier and more successful life. So what did the author share that I not only found intriguing, but it really shocked me? It said over a 25-year period, he asked thousands of people the same few questions about their lives, and the most striking finding was that over all those years, roughly 9 out of 10 people he interviewed were either unable to provide answers to his questions or could only provide vague answers or guesses. Now, I know you're wondering what he asked these many thousands of people. And he asked, what are your top goals? In other words, what do you want to accomplish with your life? Which direction are you headed in? Where do you see yourself in five or ten years? And the most common answers he received were, I don't know, and I'm not sure. So then I did a little research and found a number of studies showing that only 3% of the entire adult population sets goals, and only 1% write them down. And if you don't write them down, you are significantly less likely to focus on and accomplish them. Why is all this goal business so important? It's a fact that people who lead successful and happier lives all have at least one thing in common, and that is that they're goal-driven. In other words, they lead intentional, planned lives. They establish clear life goals, write them down, have a written plan to accomplish those goals, and they review and adjust and work on their plans over time. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds like hard work and that it takes a lot of time, but it's not nearly as hard as you think, and it doesn't take that much time, especially when compared to the payoff of doing this. Think about this for a minute. Let it sink in. Then ask yourself the questions I just shared from the article. What are your answers? Do you have any life goals? And if so, are they specific? Are they written down? Do you have action plans? Are you the one percenter that I mentioned earlier? Now let's take a step back and discuss what someone's life is like who doesn't have specific goals. Well, it's like going through the motions of life and generally letting life happen to us, like we're basically just passive bystanders, even if consciously you don't think that's the case when it comes to you. If you don't choose your future, your destiny, then circumstances, various external forces and opportunities will just happen to you. You'll fall into them, and people around you will actually likely end up influencing your direction more than you will even if you don't consciously realize it. 
That is why so many people stay in bad relationships for so long, or finish college and then say, I don't know what I want to do. Or they stay in the same job that they hate for a number of years. Or they move into a new job, but only because it was handed to them. It happened to be there. It was available. Or they quit and take a new job without really knowing what they're getting into and if it would really be any better than their last job and how it would serve them in a positive way. You may not choose to buy into this, and there are people who will say, this is not me. I've made conscious, thoughtful decisions. Well, maybe you are one of the few. Because keep in mind that over 90% of people don't have a chosen path. And we often make decisions in the moment and not as much with a specific future in mind. That's why so many people who come to really hate their job jump so quickly to another one. It's because they're running from something more so than thoughtfully taking their time and choosing what job to go to and how it will benefit them over time. So it's almost like we let the wind, which we don't control, take us to our life destinations. It's like living on autopilot. You know, the plane is flying your life and we're just passengers going along for the ride. We end up in various places when the plane lands, but are those the places that are best for us because they'll lead to happier and more successful lives? Or are they just destinations where the plane just happens to take us? What I'm asking you is this, are you leading an intentional life or not? A life with a clear future defined. And most of us are not, very few of us are. And that is why now would be a good time to ask yourself, how happy are you? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how successful are you and how successful do you want to be? So on a scale of one to 10, how successful are you? No matter how much money you have or earn or how big of a title you have or how much you own or that you have a significant other and kids and maybe a pet or two, are you as happy and successful as you would like to be? Are you that eight, nine, or ten? One way to help you answer these questions is to ask yourself and answer honestly how often you complain about things, work, kids, family, relationships, money, not being fit, not having enough time to do what you enjoy. Is it daily? For many of us, it is. And how often do you focus on just getting through each week? And how often do you get anxious at the start of your work week and feel more relieved at the end of the week? The I hate Mondays and the I thank God it's Friday view of things. And how often do you ask yourself, what's missing from my life? One reason people have what's commonly referred to as a midlife crisis is because most of us flow through life for a while, and then we wake up and we say, is this all there is? Something is missing. This is very simply because most of us are not leading intentional lives. And to lead our best, happiest lives, we need intention. That is also known as a purpose-driven life. Now, assuming you sleep roughly seven hours a day, That leaves you with 17 hours to do whatever you choose. Yet we seem to so quickly burn through these hours. Our lives are taken over. Get the kids ready for school. Get ready for work. Work lots of hours. Schedule lots of activities. Take the kids to all the activities. Do all the chores. Buy stuff. Get on social media. Type away. Post pictures. You get the idea. And so we can't seem to find the time to stop and ask ourselves where we want to be and what we need to do 
to get there. Why is that? It actually has very little to do with time. No matter how packed our days are, lack of time is just an excuse we tell ourselves for why we don't lead more intentional, planned lives. The main reasons we don't get to thinking about our futures and doing our best to figure out what we want them to look like is because we think it's hard and scary and we fear failure if we set a goal and don't achieve it. And it all seems so overwhelming. But more importantly, people say they don't know how to do this. And so they avoid starting the process to determine their life goals. But here is the simple truth. If people replaced the time they spent complaining about things with time spent planning their life, then they would have the time to determine life goals and to plan how to achieve them. Most often, people who say they don't know what they want to do, it's because they've given little thought to what they may want to do. In other words, they think about things at the surface level. They think about a few things that sound interesting, and they think about maybe things they want to avoid doing in general terms, but not specific terms, and they start in the wrong place on this journey. They're trying to rush to the outcome, to the destination, without using the proper process to help get them there. The groups that struggle the most to lead an intentional life are young adults, college students and recent college grads trying to figure out what they want to do. Those going through that midlife crisis, which, by the way, can happen at any time during your life, not just in the middle of it. And also it happens when people hate their jobs or they hate their relationships, or when people are considering retirement soon or they've just retired, or when a major life event happens, in particular when someone close to us passes away or you have a child. So now let's cut to the quick, and I must put this one important thing out there, and that is no pain, no gain. You can't just wave a magic wand or just hope for the best to lead a better, more purposeful life. You have to do at least some work. But my goal is to make it as painless as possible and as interesting and simple as possible. It's only a six-step process and one that can change your life. Are you ready? Don't be afraid. Hang in there and give it a try. Here comes step one. Determine your personal core values. Now, maybe you've done this before as part of some training program at work or you came across it in some article. Knowing your personal core values is so important because it's one of the key things that will help you make important life decisions. From what type of job you should pursue to figuring out who would be an ideal life partner, which based on a previous podcast, you know, is one who shares similar values. So what are personal core values? They're those things that are most important to you, that you value the most, that define you as a person. Examples of values include balance, achievement, recognition, family, curiosity, independence. What's your first assignment? Is to simply identify five to eight values, those things that are most important to you. To help you do this, I recommend you use one of my favorite values exercise tools that I found on the internet that walks you through this process and it provides a list of values you can download. 
And you'll find this website in the description of the podcast. I'll also share it with you now. If you're ready, if you have something to write with, or if you're ready to type, here it is. It's F-A-M-L-E-E-O-F-F-O-U-R dot com backslash define dash your dash personal dash core dash values backslash. Again, that information will be in the podcast description. Once you've determined your values list, you should check it with one or a couple of people who are closest to you to get feedback on if they really seem to fit who you are. Let people challenge your thinking. Now, once you feel good about your list, then you need to define what each value means to you. For example, balance may mean you value being able to spend enough quality time with your family while also having a meaningful career, but that you don't want to work beyond normal work hours. Curiosity may mean that you love to constantly have an opportunity to learn and experience new things, like traveling and experiencing different cultures. Once you know your values, you've just completed such an important step on the way to setting life goals. I have a picture of my values list on my phone and look at it whenever I'm thinking about making an important decision. And you know what? Those values have not changed in a long time. Now it's time for step two. Hang in there. This is a fun exercise. You have your values list. That's an important accomplishment. But you need two more fun lists. One is called the likes list. The other is the dislikes list. You don't have to have a fixed number of items on these lists. They can be as long as you would like them to be. By likes, it's everything you like to do that you enjoy, that makes you feel good or fulfilled. And for dislikes, obviously, it's all those things you've ever disliked doing in your past. And to help you come up with these lists, there are six categories that you should think about. I'll give you a couple of seconds to get ready, to write them down, to type them. Here we go. Are you ready? Number one, work slash career goals. Number two, personal relationship slash social goals. Number three, financial health goals. Number four, health and wellness slash fitness goals. Number five, life enjoyment slash fun goals. Number six, personal development slash growth goals. And these include things about yourself that you want to improve, like skills you want to develop or knowledge you want to obtain and things you want to do to feel good about yourself. Now think about all the likes that would fall into these categories. For work, it might be that you like lots of interaction with others, a variety of work, independence, projects, problem solving, visibility, an opportunity to learn new skills, an opportunity to be creative. For dislikes, it may be you don't want to travel. You don't want to work in a fast-paced environment. You don't like constant change. You don't like analytical work. Once you finalize these two lists, again, like you did with your values list, share them with somebody who's close to you. Do they think you missed something or have something on the list that should be on another? Once these are done, you really need to pat yourself on the back. And I need to tell you congratulations because what you just completed is a major accomplishment because you're now 67% of the way to leading an intentional, happier, and successful life. What's missing? 
How do we get there? How do we finalize this? The last third happens once we get familiar with our three lists. Really let them soak in. And then mark the items on these lists that stand out the most to you. Well, you now have this incredibly powerful set of information, which I refer to as your life anchor, your list of values, your likes, and your dislikes. And you have them by category. And they're going to help you with this next step and the one after that. And that is, we now want to take a stab at setting life goals. And to do this, you need to put your brainstorming hat on. And by brainstorming, that means generating ideas. It doesn't mean coming up with what has to be a perfect final list of what you're definitely going to do. And as you brainstorm, you want your three lists in front of you because they're going to help you come up with ideas. Also, what will make this a lot easier for you to accomplish is to think about and classify your goals into the six categories I mentioned earlier. Try to brainstorm at least five goals for each category. Some of you will actually come up with more than that. Some may struggle to come up with one or two. That's okay. Here's a reminder of the categories, and you want to, of course, pick those most relevant to you. And for many, it will be all six categories. And you don't need to work on all these categories at once. You could just pick one if you would like, and then over time, work on the others. If you get stuck on one, move to another. Ideally, it can be best to brainstorm with a partner. So you might want to do this with a good friend, significant other, a coach. So those six categories are work-slash-career goals, personal relationships-slash-social goals, financial health goals, health and wellness-slash-fitness goals, life enjoyment-slash-fun goals, personal development-slash-growth goals. (laughs) A lot of slashing going on there. So step four is to prioritize your goals, meaning you want to determine what the final ones should be. So you want to review your list of goals and compare them to your three lists, your values, likes, and dislikes lists, to see if they make sense given what you have on those lists. Is there a clear linkage or is there a disconnect so you know what should be cut and what should stay or be added? Step five is to take your list of goals and to put which are to be achieved in a particular time frame, one year, five years, 10 plus. And if you want to get more specific than that, more power to you. Once you have your goals written down, you are so far along on achieving them. What will help you to achieve them is to first phrase them in a positive manner. And this really makes a significant difference. Take, for example, the following goals. Lose weight or stop being so insecure or stop spending so much money. Those are very negatively written goals. Now make these positive-oriented. Get fit and hit a weight goal of 175 pounds. Become more confident and speak up and challenge at least one idea in at least every other weekly staff meeting and spend 50% less money each week on online purchases. I'm sure you noticed not only did I word the goals in a positive manner, but I made them specific. The more specific they are, the more likely you are to achieve them, and the more likely you are going to be able to measure success. The only thing that's missing is step six, and that's determining how you are going to achieve your goals, and that is by producing an action plan, 
a list of things you need to do to achieve each goal. Like for the get fit goal and hit 175 pounds, it would include actions related to exercising and eating healthier. Or if you were trying to figure out your ideal job, some actions could be to take some career assessments, talk to people who work in roles that may be of interest, etc. Once you have your goals, you need to monitor them to keep track of how you're doing and adjust them as needed. Recording progress is essential. It's as important as having written goals. Because by recording progress and seeing our results, it has a motivation effect to keep us moving forward on the path to achieving our action steps necessary to achieve our goals over time. And there will be ups and downs. That is normal. That's to be expected. It could be a sign you should just adjust your goals or you just need more time to accomplish them. The biggest mistake people make is they make their goals too ambitious, too hard to achieve. I don't mean to be a dream killer, but often we need to dial our goals or milestones back and challenge ourselves and have others take a look and say, are they realistic? And there's nothing wrong with dialing back. And over time, you'll be able to get where you want to go. It's just going to take a little longer. I know I shared a lot of information for you to take in today. But for the big payoff of leading an intentional life, which leads to a happier and more successful life, although I tried to simplify the process as much as possible, there are steps that needed to be explained enough for you to be able to complete them effectively. Let me highlight the most important thing. Make this process, steps that I shared with you, easier for you to accomplish. It's okay to just pick one thing to work on at a time, like just your values list or just your likes or dislikes. You don't need to try and knock out all these steps in one bite, in one sitting. It may just be looking at the values list and picking, I don't know, 20 or 30 out of 100 items, just starting there. But you need to start. Take that first step because that's a step towards leading a life that's in your control and not just driven by the wind that happens to come along that day. I'm going to go ahead and stop here so you can get going. And I'll remind you that if you have any life challenges, including those having to do with leading an intentional life, please feel free to contact me at brucecoachcca at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to help you. That's brucecoachcca at gmail.com for a free consultation. So thanks for stopping by. And thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained. Maybe learned something new. Smiled a time or two. And here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. <laughs>